Bleacher Creatures podcast. Bleacher Creature. 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 Bleacher Creature himself. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's Luke. I'm here with John, and this is the newest installment of the Bleacher Creatures podcast brought to you by Jones of Sports and NomadStreetTeam.com. Uh, if you haven't, obviously go to the socials for not just us, but also Jones of Sports, Nomad Street Team. Check them out. All good shit all the time. Um, we are at a juncture point in the baseball season that we have not hit all year. And as I'm sure John would tell you, if he could do backflips right now, he probably would. Um, No, I won't. Well, whatever. Either way, the point I'm making is the first time all season where the Mets are the second hottest team in all of baseball, only behind Cleveland. they're They're the hottest, since what time span? Since the All-Star break? Yeah. Okay. Since the All-Star break, apparently they're the hottest. I must have read that wrong. And the Yankees don't seem to lose in any sort of consistent fashion. So when both teams are consistently winning in New York, for those of you who are outside the tri-states, um, that for the for the baseball media, the, you know, the Daily News, the Times, the Post... It's kind of an interesting battle for the front page. I still give I still give the Mets a better chance than the Yankees to win the World Series, and I give the Mets a zero percent chance. Well, with Houston's pitching, that's a very logical statement. Um, obviously, we understand with the Mets, it's 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 abundantly clear where their strengths are. It's abundantly clear because they've been hitting all year, so it it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody that the Mets are, are keeping up their you know, offensive production. And the starters... McNeil, McNeil just went down last night with a hamstring. For like a tear or a pull? He's getting an MRI. If it's more than one game, this season's over. Oh, okay. See, that's a new development I didn't know. That's number one. Number two, Luke, they are a good team, but they're not that this good of a team nor were they that bad of a team for those two or three months well like i said i think they're a 500 team i mean we talked about it all the time one of these runs was going to happen for them yeah the thing is they should have been 500 before this run yeah they should have been able to tread water and they just no there is no reason in the national league with their pitching staff their hitting and the star power they couldn't tread water at about 500. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't really that making the playoffs. Um, the problem I see with the Mets, and you'll, I mean, you know, you know this, it's their goddamn bullpen. Like everything else is is. Luke, Luke it's every national team's bullpen. That's true. Every that is the true. The have a worse bullpen than the Mets. Well, the yes. Cardinals, due to injuries have a worse bullpen than the Mets. Yeah. Um, the Dodgers. The Brewers, yep. Brewers have hater. The Phillies don't have a bullpen. Yep. They've been switching closers all year, and Dave Roberts is out for the year. So my point is, is none of these teams have bullpen. Right. It's going to come down to 
which two teams are going to beat the teams they should. Yep. And not play 500 ball, but play 525, 535 ball versus the good team. Yep, Just so, above 500. Yeah, so keep, and, the, keep their neck above water. Right, versus the good teams. And, DeMol- and my guess is the Mets don't do that. Right. Mets go on run. The Nationals are too good to not make the playoff, okay? Right. They've also been there, done that. So I got to give them one spot. And I got to give the Brewers a second spot. I think the Mets finish in fourth, two and a half games out. They'll play meaningful games, which is good. But I don't. With their schedule, Luke. Yeah. They, they have the hardest schedule out of those teams. It's in their own destiny. The only thing I don't like is they play the Braves nine times. Yeah, right. That's not good. I don't like that. If you can walk away winning four of those nine games, or it might be eight, I'll gladly take that. I'll sign up for that right now. Right. Um, I see them beating the Phillies. You know, I see them beating the Nationals just like they did in dramatic fashion two nights in a row. But I don't, I just don't see it. That run was their run. That was their big run. That right. should have put them at top of the wild card by five games. You know what I mean? Right. And it just it didn't. It got them to one. Yeah. And that, look, it was an impressive run. Mm-hmm. Did you see Todd Frazier's home run, by the way? I did. You ever see a stadium go that crazy in August? In August? No. But, uh... Not in August, right? Not in August, and especially not City Field in August. Especially not early August, Luke. <laughs> well, right. So, that's my take on the mess. My take on the Yankees is still the same and hasn't changed. Yeah, well, we don't Thanks. have... The, I, I, I don't think we lineup, have... This, the, the lineup can I compete like, with anybody. No, no, no. This lineup, I yeah, like. the scrappy lineup, I, not not the star lineup. No, yeah, add in Sanchez because... Romine, I mean, he's a great catcher, but obviously you want Sanchez in the postseason. And leave it, everything else, the rest of the way, the way it is. Mm-hmm. And I like that lineup. They're going to get – Stanton's not going to sit on the bench in the playoffs. Stanton, you know Stanton actually just got transferred to the 60. Right, but that's because his time over a lap. Right, I know. But I'm just saying that delays some things. Hicks got pushed back another two weeks, and if no, – no. I, I, they, they said uh, they said Stan's coming back soon. Still on the same timetable. Right, but I'm saying Stanton doesn't do much for me in the realm of defense the way that an Aaron Hicks does. Or H- offense. Well, also true. But all, the point I'm making is I I want at this point Mike Talkman being my everyday somewhere in the outfield. Plus having guys like Urshela, you know, I want the scrappy guys in this lineup. And honestly, Romine, even as a backup catcher, even if he's he's not, he's not going to be the power threat that Sanchez offers you, but he still is a productive offensive catcher for a guy who gets not that great of a line share of the at-bats. And that has to be said. Leo, I think he doesn't get the credit that he deserves as being a two-way player. Um, aside from Domingo Herman with that stupid innings limit, does anyone in this rotation scare you? Fuck no. Nor should they. Playoff Tanaka's good, but he's been inconsistent the whole year. 
Yeah, I think he'll step up in the playoffs. I just don't think that that's enough, nearly nearly enough. Well, no, especially if you take out Herman for the playoffs. Well, if Herman does play in the playoffs, they said he's going to be their number three. I could I could buy that. The question is, um, obviously, you've been a known critic of Paxton as as long as. He's been in the league, but especially since he came here, and he's given you no reason to switch your stance on him. No, I know he did it. He right, did everything I said he was gonna be. Yep. Um, factor that CC's done. He's been done. You a couple of good innings out of the pen. Yeah, but I don't want him taking the ball in Game Seven in Houston. Fair enough. Um, the only guy I really trust in the playoffs would be probably Herman, or if playoff Tanaka shows up, then we can have that conversation. But I think you have to assemble your staff if you're Boone. You know, someone has to get hot down the stretch. Severino's not going to be up at, at, at the 100 pitch cap in time. You'll maybe get Batances back for the bullpen, which is huge. But that you, helps. Who's your game one starter? Chad Green for an inning and a half, followed by Nestor Cortez for four or five. No. Yeah. I mean that's a, that's been an effective combo, but when you're facing Cleveland, Houston, any of the productive teams, that's a huge problem. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a problem. You're right. I, I don't know what else to say. I don't think using the opener in the playoffs is a stupid idea considering who we have, especially if you get Patantis back. You know, that makes Green a viable option. I just, I, the only other guy you would reasonably call up would be Loisaga, but I don't want him starting in the playoffs either. I want him as just another depth guy. We'll see how he does. Yeah. Before, before, um, you know, down the stretch is going to be big. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, right now the Yankees, I believe, let me just double check this because I don't want to misquote, uh, the current standings. But in the race for the American League uh, home field advantage throughout, we have a two-game lead on Houston, plus one in the loss column. Okay. If we can somehow maintain that course, like we need home field advantage so bad in these playoffs. I think we need it more now than we did a couple years back, or even last year. I mean, so? the starting pitching, I'm not saying that our starter can rally in a home field setting because we saw Severino self-destruct in the wild card game. What right. I am saying is that a sp- the only team, I fear the Indians, but not nearly as much as I fear the Astros. The Astros are amazingly good in their building, and we are amazingly good in ours. I need that seventh game in in the Bronx. If it's in Houston, we're fucked. 
Yeah, but Houston could kind of say the same thing, you know. Of course they can, but I'm I'm trying to express the urgency that this is the year when you need that fourth game in your house. You cannot have it in Houston again. If you have any shot of beating that three-headed monster, you have to get those games in the Bronx. Yeah, I agree. That's the only way I see us beating Houston. I, 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 there's just no other way around it. So what you're saying is is that it's not so much that you think it's a guaranteed win, just you know it's an automatic loss. I like our chances better in any game we have in the Bronx in October. Especially considering, aside from Grinky and Jordan and Jordan Alvarez... That team that got their ass kicked in the Bronx a couple years ago is basically the same team it is now. You're right. Right. So aside from <coughs> a an impact starter and probably the rookie of the year, you know, I still I'll still take my chances if it's in my building. Well, yeah, sure. Obviously, you're gonna take your chances. I mean. I just, again, what the Astros have done, Luke, is incredible. I mean, we also forgot to mention Lance McCullers. They still have him on their roster. Right, but he's out for the year. No, but I'm saying going forward even. Oh, yeah. This is a dime. No, well, what's insane with the Astros is that they can afford to lose McCullers for this year. They can afford to lose freaking Garrett Cole in the offseason, which they've pretty much said they're planning on. Did they say that? In so many words, yes. They said it's it's going to be hard to pe- keep paying Zach Grinke and Verlander and Cole. It's just too many arms to pay. Plus, you have to pay Correa. You're going to have to pay Springer. You're going to have to pay Altuve. It's just at a certain point, when you're so good, the, pay, the, 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 the checkbook becomes a problem. Because if you're going to maintain that core, you can't assume that everyone's going to take a team-friendly deal. Look at Arenado. His extension was huge. Yeah, I mean... It's a lot of money spread out over years, which means the year-to-year impact is lessened, but it's still a significant number for a significant talent. That's just industry law. And they'll retain these guys, because if you're an MLB player right now, why would you ever hit the free agent market? If you can avoid it, then please do. Right. Yeah, so all I'm saying is I'm super fascinated to see how the... I'm curious to see if the Mets can hang on, because they would be a scary wild card against anybody in the National League. I'm curious to see if the Yankees can keep up this pace and kind of keep the stiff arm to Houston and keep that home field. And and the series we have this weekend against the Red Hot Indians is probably the main... Yo, point your attention here, baseball of the weekend. That's at least my in my opinion. Um I think that uh I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I, I can't i I think it's Ash Luke, I don't think it's close. Altuve and Correa are starting to really hit now too, which is scary. Yeah, I know. 
plus because they were doing they were doing this without them hitting I and without Correa at all. No, it was it was Jordan Alvarez who was carrying that lineup for a while. I mean, that guy's a monster, Luke. Yeah, a I, monster. I know he should win Rookie of the Year. Um, Jordan Alvarez, Altuve, Correa, uh, Springer, Springer, Michael Brantley's batting three forty. Yeah. It, it, um, it doesn't... Oh, let's not forget Alex Bregman. <laughs> yep, or Gurriel. I mean, Gurriel, Luke, we're seven deep right now. Yeah. And good postseason players, too, not just... Yep. Right, we don't know about no, Alvarez yet. Gurriel is the, Gurriel's the, is the biggest guy who turns into an animal come October. And he already is an animal now. Right. Yeah, it, it, I'm not, no one's saying it's getting easy. When you get to the playoffs, no, I, I'm just saying if you look at who the Yankees are going to have to deal with between probably Cleveland, probably Minnesota as a wild card, if that somehow works out against us, or if we face them in the DS, and goddamn Houston, I mean, forget it. But moving on, um, on one of our affiliate podcasts, which is the Jones of Sports Locker Room Sunday uh, podcast, which is if you haven't, go to Spotify and subscribe, soon to be on Apple. Um, Sean, the other co-host named E, and myself over the phone, because if you listen to it, the audio is not great. But uh, we broke down some power rankings, gave a little bit of predictions, and they did their full-on prediction show two weeks ago. Me and John figured it's early in camp, but we pretty much know the bulk of the 53-man rosters at this point. Um, we would give you our early but necessary predictions for the upcoming NFL season. Not so much the MVPs, the, you know, the, the DPOYs, you know any of that stuff that's for a later episode but at least the division winners and wild cards i think we can firmly sit here and say we have figured out um down to down to the the sixth wild card spot correct so starting i'm going to start you off in the NFC cuz me and you are both AFC fans so we we will save that for the back half in the NFC West i think you and me can agree that this is basically the Rams division to lose. I don't really see how that could shake out any other way. Right. Um I would also say that the same for the NFC South, specifically New Orleans, I think their competition in division is noticeably increased this year because the Panthers last year just couldn't figure it out. The Falcons couldn't stay healthy, and the Buccaneers are a walking pile of dog shit. So, considering all three of them get better, I, I don't think the Saints are thirteen and three again. But I don't see a, a, a contender outside of maybe a healthy Atlanta. Sure. Um, NFC North. I'm fully behind the Bears. Um, yeah, I'll take Packers, but sure, I, I'm not going to argue you. Well, the 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 issue right now with Lafleur's system and Rodgers not getting it that doesn't scare you a little bit. Yeah, it does. I just don't see him missing the playoffs twice. Um, yeah, that's that's valid. 
Um, you think a slow start maybe, and then they get hot maybe around like week three to five in that ballpark? Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I think, dude, I think this is going to be an ongoing topic all year with the offense, but Rodgers is so good. Well, right. No one no one can refute that Aaron Rodgers is a stud. That's irrefutable at this point. I just, I'm concerned. Rodgers at his peak just doesn't miss throws. I have a feeling that when they go like deep dive into that playbook, that you might see a little bit more incompletions, possibly an untimely interception. Um, you know, in a in a key game, like it maybe an interdivision game with either like Minnesota or shit, even the Lions, for all we know. I'm I not... think just you might see that early on. But right. I think you know Right. I mean again, they're too talented. The defense is too loaded. They shouldn't miss the playoffs. Which to me, lends them more toward the wild card because I just think the Bears are better than the Packers are. Uh, not across the board, but better enough. Um, do you, do you, as a someone who thinks the Packers will win the division, think the Bears will get a wild card? Yeah, of course. Okay, so we can at least agree that the Bears are in the playoffs in some fashion. Like I, I just don't see how they miss it. Uh, wait, repeat that. I don't see a way that the Bears miss the playoffs. I either, either no. in my in my head, they either win the division or they're probably getting the wild card game in their building. Absolutely, no, absolutely. Yeah, that I at least. You're right. And also, if I'm facing them in the wild card round, like let's say it's it's them versus Philly again, if it's even if it's at the link, I think the Bears can win that game. So do I. Right. So we we have some confidence, mutual confidence. That that's 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 a good sign. Yeah, I just I'm not counting out Aaron Rodgers two years in a row. No, that's that's a completely valid statement. I'm not going to fight that. If you want to tell you. me that, if you wanted to tell me that they just make the playoffs and the Bears win the division, I share. But I'm I'm going to pick the Packers. I could be wrong. But yeah, I don't feel great about the pick. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but you're you're sticking your nose out, so I commend you for it. Um, NFC East is probably the most boring division in football. Arguably, because it's a two-horse race, and the bottom of that division is pure garbage. So the games against Dallas and Philly are fascinating, but aside from that, there's really... It's a toss-up. I'm taking Philly. Yeah, I'm taking Philly. Yeah. Um, so then well, the, I don't trust... I don't trust Prescott over Wentz. We had this conversation, I think, yesterday, ironically. Yeah, on the phone. Yep. Yeah, I. Which, by the way, if I can interject here for just a second, if Prescott actually turned down thirty to forty million a year, he's a fucking moron. I know. For a guy who Brady's, get, Brady's getting paid twenty two. Right. Makes enough no, set. Next, right. Next time. Right. Um. Do you think? That with me and you agree that Philly wins the division. Do you think Dallas takes the other wild card? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I would say yes. I was. I spent the entire night at work trying to figure out who 
aside from you know who was taking the wild cards. In my opinion, Dallas gets one of them. And the other team that I think can pull it off, I'm going to toss up between Minnesota or Atlanta. Personally, I'm leaning Atlanta because I trust Matt Ryan more than Kirk Cousins. But in reality, if you told me that both of those are wrong and the Packers take the other spot, I can completely get behind that too. Because it's it's fucking Aaron Rodgers. How you can't you we just said you can't count him out. Right, I agree. Yeah, I just think a slow start can hurt them more than they might want to admit. Um, moving to the AFC. You know, our conference, quote-unquote. Chiefs yeah. Chiefs win the West? Chiefs win the West. Chargers take a wild card? Yes. Yeah. Everyone, for, I, the, the hype on the Chiefs train is, is, is rampant right now. Um, I'm not saying the Madden curse is going to bite Mahomes, but the book is out on Mahomes. We know what he is now. There's no, there's no enigma anymore. Yeah, I think he'll be just fine. No, I'm I'm not saying he's due to have a shitty year. I'm saying I don't think he's going to put up as gaudy numbers as last year. Sure, but that's I don't think anybody can repeat that. Right, that right. So he's d- due to regress to a level of still elite by all accounts. He's not a first round pick in fantasy, I'll tell you that. Oh god, no. Um and the Chargers I will say, are going to be sneaky again. It's just a shame that they're this good while the Chiefs are going to be this productive. I agree. The one thing that I will say is that if you look at the Achilles heel for the Chargers, which is their long-standing lack of clutch and playoff ability, I'll call yes. it, their on-field glaring weakness is far better than the Chiefs, which is the entire defense. Aside from Honey Badger. As, uh, really? Aside from the Chiefs' front you know, defensive line and the Honey Badger, their defense is pure garbage. Yeah, I, I don't think so. You disagree? You Okay, on what basis? I think that Darren Lee's going to be a good upgrade. Because again, they're going to be playing with the lead a lot. It's not we're not looking at it from. Are they going to get three and outs? Yeah, I don't think they. And they're. I, yeah, I mean, listen, in that AFC out. Championship game, their defense showed up the most. I'd say. Well, if there was one team that was going to limit Mahomes, you'd have to think it was going to be the goddamn Patriots. But they limited Brady. Yeah. They got, they got, they really got two terrible calls on them. They yeah. should have won the game. Um, yeah, they intercepted Brady at the one going in. How often do you see that? Rarely. I, but I, I think there's something to be said. Like we just covered home field in in baseball. I think it matters more in the NFL. <laughs> Excuse me. You can rally behind a home field in a one game do or die. In Arrowhead, especially, which I don't think Brady... Brady's been to Denver in the playoffs. He's been to Pittsburgh in the playoffs. He's been to Baltimore in the playoffs. He's been to all the... Indy. 
I don't think he was used to seeing Arrowhead at that level of nuts, which might have rattled him a bit. And also, he was getting fairly consistent pressure by their strongest part of their de- of their defense. Because we've seen, even when Pittsburgh only held them to 10 points, we were getting pressure on them the whole game. The book on Brady is obvious, but not everyone can do it. The, right. The Chiefs, it's pressure up the middle and make him move, which he can't. Correct. The Chiefs which were you doing thought the that. the Rams would have been able to do. Yes. And I'm admit, well, to be fair, the goddamn Rams did a lot of shit wrong in the Super Bowl. Oh. But a yeah, I know. A capable team, a la New Orleans, would have won that Super Bowl by three touchdowns. Anywho, aside from the Chiefs, I I I I don't worry about the Chiefs making the playoffs because I think they're too loaded on offense, especially with goddamn Hardman and and Tyreek Hill in the same lineup is frighteningly fast. With Damian Williams. Damian Williams doesn't have to be anything but capable, and he'll be fine. They don't need Kareem Hunt to be an amazingly good offense. No, my, they don't. My concern, aside from the defense, is this Kansas City team reminds me of the Steeler teams of a couple years ago when the defense had glaring holes and the offense was quote-unquote elite. Yeah. There's okay. only that we've seen the ceiling for that combination and it doesn't take you to the Super Bowl. Sure. It tends to die at the at the longest lifespan in the conference title game. Yeah. If not sooner. You're... That's my biggest concern. Now granted, they had to face the Colts last year, again, in their building and in a rainstorm. That rendered that entire Indianapolis offense useless because if you put a, a dome team in weather, they tend to fuck up. That's just in their nature. This year's indie team, who I'm picking to win the South, by the way, just to segue that like a champion, the indie team this year scares me more than it did last year because last year we didn't see that coming. Now we know Dude, it's coming and they're better. Or calf luck isn't playing because of his calf and ankle. That's scary. That's yes, that's concerning. That's a new development within the last what forty eight hours. Yeah, but we're also entering week two of the preseason. He's got time for a uh, calf and an ankle to heal. And, yeah, but with him, man, you never know. Well, yeah, luck has enough mobility where his legs matter. He's not Brady, where he can just drop back. And and throw on a on a calf strain, you know that's not that big of a deal. Luck needs his legs, not as much as he used to, but he still does. Um, right. But in terms of just you know the weapons, the defense. Hopefully Malik Hooker stays healthy. Just by the I, way, I got the update that Dak Prescott did turn down that deal. He did. Yeah. What a fucking idiot they're they're making jokes they're saying who's the bigger idiot a b or prescott or bell no prescott well point is the answer is prescott by a mile because at least at least levion for example is an elite player at his position 
Antonio Brown, elite in his position, despite being a fucking nut job. Dak Prescott is average at best at his position and has glaring flaws. And they're offering him, was it 30 or 40 that he turned down? Uh, I think it was 30 plus. Jesus Christ. So let's just say 30 for an average player. He basically turned down a Kirk Cousins contract. Dude, he rejected 30 plus million and he's asking for 40. Jesus Christ, what an idiot. I respect the balls for betting on himself, but come on. Oh my God, dude, this guy's terrible. Yeah. And let's also not forget they have to pay Zeke. And Cooper. Yep. And let's not forget those offensive linemen are pretty expensive they have. That's also true. Yeah, a lot of shiny pieces in Dallas got to get paid. But back to the AFC. Um, Who's your pick for the AFC South? I just picked Indy. What's your take? Yeah, Indianapolis. If they lose, it'll be really. Are you concerned? I think the Titans are pro. I think the Texans are the worst team in that division because I don't trust their picks at O line to solidify that line. Um, If Jacksonville's back to normal, they could be scary. Especially with a capable quarterback. That needs to be said. Um, and I, I just think the Colts are a complete team. Like, I'm not saying that they're better than New England or, you know, better than... I mean, I personally, I think they could probably do more damage in the playoffs than, Indy, than, than, the, than the, the, the Chiefs could. That's my opinion. Just because they have a defense. Right. And enough of an You're... offense. Right. Yeah, that's all that I see. Um, do you think Jacksonville competes for a wild card? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What do you expect out of the Texans and the Titans? I expect the Texans to be at best a 9-7, and 7-9 seven, seven and nine ballpark. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, see, I see Tennessee being about the same. Especially yeah. considering they have the most fragile they player. No. I can see Tennessee beating Jacksonville and Houston. I don't see them beating Indy twice. And also, Mariota, if you look at him wrong, is going to like blow out his calf. Or do something to get him hurt. He's proven that he's that fragile. I agree. Okay. Now the two divisions that are closest to our hearts. Well, why don't we well why don't we save those for next time to really go off on them? Okay. That's that's in well, so next episode we're going to deep dive the uh our divisions. Yeah. Okay. I like where your head's at. Um do you do you see the conference champion for the AFC coming out of either your or my division? No. Okay. I would agree unless it's the Patriots. And I hate, part of me just died saying that, but I have to put it out there. You can't ever count the goddamn Patriots out. 
No, it's unfortunate, but you can't. I know. Um, I hope to God that Indy or KC or even the Chargers can figure their shit out and knock them out. Uh, I think the Chargers, the Chiefs, they have the best shot. Yeah, if you well, if you get them in a shootout and stop them a couple times, you can beat them. Yes. Yeah. They're not going to win a shootout. No, I would, I would, I would make the argument right now: the team best equipped to do it is the Chargers. Or, well, listen, listen. Yeah. We'll say the Patriots can't win a shootout. Watch, they win fifty-five, forty-two. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's is that their that's their that's their entire existence is taking any criticism and saying fuck you and doing exactly what you said they couldn't. Right. So yeah. So why don't we cut it here? We'll save the predictions yeah. and the deep dive next week. Will be I guess we'll just do a one hundred percent deep dive into the AFC East and the AFC North, and then we'll 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 kind of play out the playoff roadmap to the Super Bowl. Sounds good. All right. Uh, All right. I'll shoot you a call in like an hour. Yeah, hour works. Sounds good. All right. Peace. And that was the newest installment of the Bleacher Creatures podcast. Again, brought to you by Joneson for Sports and NomadStreetTeam.com. Again, if you haven't, go check them out. They're definitely worth your time clicking and scrolling to you know it's quality content i wouldn't back shitty content definitely go check it out um and yeah we will see you guys in about a week